Hey folks, on this episode of Witch Police Radio, I'm talking to acoustic soul singer Connor Biggs. Connor is on the verge of releasing his debut EP, and we were lucky enough to get previews of a few of the songs. Connor describes himself as a mix between Marvin Gaye and Ed Sheeran, and he has a voice like butter. It was really fun talking to him, he's very new on the scene, and I feel like I spend a lot of time on this show talking to artists that have been around for a long, long time. So it's always cool to hear someone new, especially when they sound this good. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. Please visit myparktheatre.com to check out all the great shows they have coming up. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I am back in my uh, second home of the food court. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been here, but uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you've probably heard a lot of conversations uh, recorded here. But uh, I'm here with a newcomer to the show. Um, so I think maybe the best way to start things off is if you want to just introduce yourself and what you do, and then people can kind of get a feel for uh, what your music's all about. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so my name is Connor Biggs. I'm an acoustic singer-songwriter from here in Winnipeg. Uh, my style is sort of a mix between uh, Marvin Gaye and Ed Sheeran. Okay. You know, it's kind of like the poppy, poppy music, but soulful vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and you have an EP that's coming out very soon. I do, yes. So I have an EP release show coming up on uh, November 24th at Le Garage Cafe on Provence. Okay. Uh, and the EP should be released uh, just after that show, sometime that week after. Oh, cool. Okay, so it's coming up very soon. Yes, yeah. very, very soon. And is this the first EP you've done, first release you've done? Yeah, uh, okay. yeah very okay. first release. Uh, really, really excited about okay. it. I did all the recordings myself, nice. all the mixing, mastering. It's all done by myself, so I'm really, okay. really proud and excited about it. Cool, yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Um, I, I think the first thing I kind of want to touch on is... Uh, uh, what you mentioned there with the Marvin Gaye thing, uh, having listened to some of your you know your videos and things online, the soul element is is very strong there. And yeah. when I'm going to interview someone, I try to look at as much stuff as I can find online. So I was going through your Instagram, and I noticed the Ray Charles thing, and you, you, had, you yeah. had Ray Charles, you had Goat in the comments. Yeah. So I'm a massive Ray Charles fan. So at that point, right I was like, on. okay, yeah, I'll get this guy on the show. <laughs> we yeah. can talk about it. So I guess as someone who's playing acoustic music, how does the soul influence kind of seep into that? Because you know people see an acoustic guitar and they automatically assume oh it's going to be some kind of you know mellow folk right right and, and i mean soul it's a lot more kind of powerful i guess just in delivery and and just the way it's kind of uh put out there right so yeah. how do you fit soul into an acoustic genre uh you know it's really for me it started with writing the lyrics you know writing lyrics that actually told a story that meant something to me it's not okay. all it's not all love songs it's not all uh, just kind of poppy kind of the stuff you hear with every artist out there you know these yeah. are lyrics these are stories of of hard times that I've been through, real real emotion goes into those lyrics. So okay. the soul just came naturally. Okay, so the soul that. is coming from just the honesty of it and the yeah. genuine. Okay, yeah, absolutely. that's cool. So how, how, I guess, um, what kind of background do you have musically? Like, have you played in bands prior to this, or is this your first attempt? Uh, you know what? I've been I've been in music since I was about seven years old. Okay, uh, but the first instrument I stuck with and played was uh, drums when I was eleven, and I was okay. actually in a death metal band. Okay, uh, that's very different. School. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. that band go anywhere? Was it like a no? It no, just... we actually did one show. We actually okay. our one show was played at a church. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, then we stopped short thereafter. And then I was out of music for a couple of years. But when I came back, 
I uh, picked up a guitar, started singing, and uh, just never really looked back from there. Had you had experience playing guitar before that, or was it just sort of like, I want to be a singer now, and you... I, you know, I had a little bit of experience. My dad was a bit of a classical guitar player growing okay, up. Okay. So uh, he definitely tried to teach me some stuff when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, but the majority of the stuff, it came when I was about 17 years old, just watching like Sublime videos on YouTube sure, and sure. getting really inspired by them okay, to, okay. to pick it up. So wh- how do you make the transition from, from death metal to acoustic? Like, I mean, were you, was the death metal, <laughs> is that what you were into at the time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, I was like just a hardcore metalhead, uh, listened to nothing but heavy okay, music. Okay. Uh, but once I got older, once I matured a little bit, I broadened my horizon musically and uh, okay and I've just I found good music you know whatever whatever that happens to be sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well what, what would you say are like the main influences on your sound now I mean are there other artists that, you know higher profile well-known artists that you can kind of point to and say okay it's not maybe the same but it's something yeah. that kind of got you on this path towards what you're doing now yeah absolutely uh, so the biggest one for me when I started was sublime okay uh, I love sublime they're one of my favorite bands Ed Sheeran's a big one James okay. Bay uh, you know all those kind of older guys but then I kind of progressed into finding Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Ray right. Charles. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of the really like old school soul R&B guys. Okay. And how did you, I mean, I love that stuff. So yeah. how did you make that progression? Like what kind of turned you on to that stuff? Uh, you know what, there's, there's actually a modern guy. His name is Alan Stone. Okay. He's like a modern day soul singer. Uh, so I found, I first discovered him and then I kind of learned about what influenced him. Right. And so, so I started listening to that because I was such a big fan of this guy. Right, right. And it turns out that I love all that music as well. Well, that's funny that you mentioned, oh, no, not funny, but it's interesting that you mentioned Sublime as a big influence because when Sublime, I was listening to Sublime like in the 90s, you know, before, like before he even died. Right. I, I had a couple of their CDs and my favorite thing about them was um, always that they obviously had a really good record collection, like just based on all the samples and all yeah. the cover songs and all the little like lyrical things they would throw in there from different songs. Yeah. And I found that they, almost more than being a great band, are a great introduction to so much other stuff. Oh, absolutely. So some kid who you know hears like what I got on the radio or something can go from there and can go can go to the Beastie Boys, can go to Karis One, can go to Ani Kamosi, can yeah. go to Barrington Levy, can go all these crazy directions. Yeah, and then sure. they're, they, it kind of opens up to a bigger record collection, which is kind of what you're saying with this other guy. Yeah. Is it opened up, opened the door yeah, to Soul. Yeah, and, you know, it, yeah. He, he introduced me to be able to find all these super old guys that are right. just, they're legends. Yeah, yeah, you know, Absolute sure. legends and amazing talents. Which is kind of a cool way to, to get into it too. It's almost like a backdoor entrance because a lot of people <laughs> are hearing that stuff first, right? A lot of people are hearing Marvin Gaye first because their parents listen to it or whatever. Right. And then they sort of filter through that this way you're, you're doing the backwards way yeah. you're coming from something modern and going back which is kind of cool yeah for sure so how do you I guess how do you translate that then to what you're doing like I mean did Ray Charles for example first of all he's a piano player yeah. it's very different than guitar but yeah. he's often playing with massive orchestras right yeah. so how do you take that such a big sound and, and distill it into something acoustic and, and, and fairly intimate and personal well, the thing I like to do with acoustic music, I'm a very percussive player. Okay. Like I just, I, I have rhythm in me. Like I. Yeah. I'm well, you're a drummer, right? That helps. Exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So I am very percussive. So I generally try to get the same feel okay. as you know a big band would have. Uh, but I do prefer the mellower sounds of acoustic music, and just given my lyricism, the way I right. write, I feel like you know the more calm acoustic music, it just works better for me. So okay. I really just find a way to blend both my influences of the happy, upbeat soul music with the more, sure, you know, more. Not to say depressing, but sadder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Soul More of a downer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are there are there folk artists that you are into? Like, I mean, are you into other people just doing the acoustic guitar? Yeah, well? yeah, for sure. Uh, actually, one of the guys uh, opening for me on the twenty fourth at Le Garage is uh, Daniel Emerson. From... Right, who's been on the show. Yeah, exactly. I actually yeah. interviewed him right here in the same spot in the food court. Oh, so. beauty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's going to be opening for me. He's an incredible yeah. folk artist. I yeah. love all of his music. 
Uh, one of the more popular guys, Damien Rice. He's okay. an Irish. Yeah, yeah, I know that Irish is. Irish yeah. folk singer. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of my favorites. Cool, sure. cool. Well, it's interesting too to mention uh, Rebel Named Rail because he comes from a, almost a hip hop background yeah. into the folk thing. So it's kind of you're coming from the death metal and soul to the yeah. folk. So yeah, it's it, it's weird how everyone can sort of strip what they're doing down into something very basic and it can still contain elements of all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Did you um? Are you from Winnipeg originally? Yeah, born so and raised. Did you grow up going to a lot of local shows? You know what? I didn't really find local shows until I was about 15 years old. Okay. Uh, and then me and my bandmates at the time, when I was in the death metal band, yeah. we sort of we started trying to go to the local shows that were happening. Yeah. Uh, the problem was is that we were all underage. Yeah, for and sure. And then a lot of the metal shows that we wanted to go check out were all at bars and stuff. So yeah, we, we struggled with that a bit. But, okay. Uh, so there weren't like the reason I ask is because like depending on who I'm talking to. It could be a rapper, it could be a country singer, it could be a metal band, whatever. Like right. People often, I found, have the same sort of path into the local music scene where they started out going seeing whatever band it is and then realizing, hey, wait, I can do this too, yeah. and sort of using that as a springboard. So that, that's just kind of the reason I ask that yeah. a lot of the show, because I'm always wondering, what was the what was the entry point? Like, what was the kind of uh, spark that, hey, wait, I can do this, I can play a show, I can record an EP? Yeah, well, it's actually funny. Uh, the first show I ever did, I opened up for one of my mom's old co-workers. Okay. His name is Scott Hinkson. Okay. Uh, and he just kind of, he asked me one day, and I was super hesitant about it. We didn't even have a band name. It was just me and my old drummer at the time. Okay. Uh, and I was, you know, terrified about doing sure, it. Sure, yeah, yeah. But we get to show day. We end up playing the show. Uh, it was at a bar. I forget what bar it was. But uh, we had a, uh, we ended up having over 100 people in our cool. audience. Uh, and we got just an amazing reception. So it was at that moment I kind of realized, like, I could totally do this. This could be a thing like, that happens. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is pretty wicked. Cool, cool. And, and so now that you have the EP recorded and, and you know, you're about to about to release it. Yeah. Um, how has kind of since, since playing that first show, and now you're at the point where you have something to put out there. How how have things changed for you? Like, I mean, have you been able to play a lot of shows in between the two? Yeah. Uh, up yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Shows have just been coming more and more often. Uh, I did take a little break for a little while to, to just focus on some more life stuff. Right. Uh, but I decided to get back into the music thing, got the EP going, and then uh, just trying to get more and more shows as they come. Cool. And it, when was the EP recorded? Is it just just recently as well? It's like very yeah. very fresh. Yeah, yeah, I started recording it about a month ago. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I just finished all the recording stuff, and now uh, working on the mixing and then mastering should be done very soon. That's cool. So, as as the person who wrote the songs and performed the songs, when you listen back to the recorded versions, do you feel like it's captured the essence of what makes your songs? Your songs, like I mean, yeah, is, yeah. There, is there a reflect back on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that was like the most frustrating part about recording because you know I'm my own worst critic. So. Yeah, everyone is, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you, you know, you record the song over and over again, and you want to just get that feel. You want to make sure it's as perfect as it can be yeah. for the vibe you're trying to go for. So uh, I feel like I definitely captured that on. Uh, Okay. on record and I'm very excited about and it. And it's self-produced as, as you mentioned, right? Yeah. So what, was that just sort of uh, kind of necessity just because you, you know... Yeah, basically... Because you can too, I guess? Like, exactly, yeah. I have a very... I own a very modest home studio. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just quite frankly I could not afford to go to a, to an actual recording studio sure, yeah. to do it so I decided to just do it myself and it came out beautiful. Well, and I guess you have the benefit too of being an acoustic artist so there's probably not a lot of instruments in some of the songs, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Do you do you play with a band as well though? Like for your release show and everything? Are you? Uh, have... No, it's actually just me for now. I am looking to start a band eventually okay. uh, but right now I'm, I'm not waiting I'm just going to do it myself sure. and if any musicians out there want to come jam with me I'm uh, I'm definitely down is that just out of kind of the convenience of doing it yourself or yeah. Do, yeah do you think a band would fundamentally change this your sound like oh absolutely yeah yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, for now, I'm definitely into the whole acoustic singer-songwriter thing. I yeah. love just writing my own lyrics and then being able to pour my own emotions into it without having to 
to sort of gauge where my other musicians are at sure. with the music. Sure. Uh, but one day, you know, who knows? I would, yeah. I would love to play with the band, but if if I end up just being a solo artist, I'm totally happy yeah. about that. Too. Well, I mean, and it's definitely more convenient, right? To get to oh, a show, yeah. you just bring a guitar and show off, exactly. rather than a drum set and everything else. Yeah. yeah. Well, as you know from playing drums, yeah, yeah, before, yeah, yeah. yeah.
inside you did not know what I've been trying. Oh, whoa, all I know is that it's time to go. Do you think, uh, I mean, Winnipeg in general has a very strong community of singer-songwriters. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, whether it's, you know, more folk-leaning, more country-leaning, but there's ju just a huge community. Have you found, yeah. like, a place within the local music scene for that acoustic kind of style, or are you still working on that? I'm uh, still working on it. You know, uh, I actually just started a new job at Long McQuaid, okay, so I'm, cool. uh, you know, it's a little bit tough for time to try and get out there as much as I would like to. Yeah. I still try to go to open mics at Sonics, the Village Idiots. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I know them a little bit, so I try to hang out with, uh, did with you, those guys. Have you recorded there. anything with them? Like, I know they did that songwriter session yeah, last year. I, yeah, okay, I I definitely, I, that's I, that's I did, why uh, you sounded familiar when I first heard yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I've, I've seen that then. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. No, that's awesome, yeah. And so I guess open mics are, are a pretty viable option, too. For a, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just, they're a perfect way to just sing a couple of songs, get people listening to you, and, uh, and yeah. it seems like every time I go, I get a pretty good reception, so. Sure, that's, that's awesome, yeah. That's what, that's what you want, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's all I'm looking for. Well, and I guess Long McQuaid's a good place to work, too, just because, I, I mean, the amount of people I've had on this show who either work or have worked there and are yeah. also musicians, like, you got a whole bunch yeah. of great people there. Who yeah, I literally get to talk to musicians about music all day All day, long. yeah, that's awesome, yeah. that's awesome. Well, it's like me, I work in a radio station full-time, uh, and so I'm talking about radio stuff and news, and yeah. I'm doing this. It's, it's, it's nice to have a have a job where you're doing something that you're passionate about. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. a dream job for me. Yeah. So, so um, what was I, gonna, I had a question, and it just <laughs> disappeared from my head. But um, I, I guess about the, the release show. Who, who else is playing the show? I know you mentioned one of the uh, one yeah. of the openers. Yeah. So a rebel named Riel yeah. and uh, Chad Hiltz from a band called Prairie Grove. He's okay. a country singer songwriter. Okay. He's, cool. He's awesome. He's one of my best friends, and uh, really happy to have him on board with me. Cool. Honestly. Cool. And what, so what's the next step then? Once you have the, the EP released, you've done the show, your name is kind of out there more and you have like a physical calling card right of an album, yeah. uh, where do you go from there? Uh, it's just more shows. Just want to hustle, hustle, hustle. Just keep playing as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, keep getting my name out there. Keep uh, letting people know who I am. Keep yeah. showing off my talents to people. And, sure. Uh, Hopefully, just start making a name for myself out there. Do you think that having a background of playing, you know, playing in a death metal band, not death metal specifically, but do you think that you can fit more with on a bill? It's not necessarily a folk bill or an acoustic bill. Like, do you think that you know, because you have the soul elements, because you have the maybe some connections from being in other bands, do you think that opens up some possibilities for you to like, hey, you could open a punk show or something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I definitely feel like I'm talented enough to play with anybody. Okay. Uh, people, because like, there's not a huge market in Winnipeg for the music I do. Like the soul, the soul market in Winnipeg is quite small. Right. Whereas the folk one is huge, right? It's, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. So. I seem to get by quite a bit on just, you know, what I bring to the table with my voice and my guitar playing. Okay. Uh, so that, I'm hoping, will eventually open more do doors after this, uh, after the EP is released and uh, people start hearing me more often. Cool, cool. Are you hoping to tour or anything like that? Is that, I mean, again, the convenience of just having a yeah. guitar will travel, right? You yeah. Can't... Yeah, that's eventually uh, going to be part of the plan for sure. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, I, I know you just, you, you almost just said it just now about, you know, the soul thing makes you stand out in Winnipeg versus the large market of acoustic players right but I guess how do you kind of make yourself heard among all those people because just especially with the, the internet making it easy for anyone to really record their own music especially acoustically yeah. and put it out there how do you kind of rise above and make yourself heard because that's one of the biggest problems I think a lot of artists have is that they could be doing something great but it's, there's the struggle with the marketing aspect and with the just kind of right. like how do I get this to ears like it, well, it's yeah. there right yeah, it, it's definitely yeah. something I'm struggling with uh, but I find that the best way to do it is just through open mics okay. because every time I do an open mic there's always at least one or two people coming up to me telling me how much they like my music okay cool uh, so there's always there's always room for 
for uh, for good music. Yes, so it's true. As, yeah. as long as there's talent there and as long as you're passionate about what you're doing, somebody's going to hear it and somebody's going to appreciate it, and then that's how you just build your fan base. Right. So just basically word of mouth. Word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. Word of mouth yeah. and just hustling to get out there. Yeah. You know, don't shy away from it. Just get out there and sing your songs. Yeah. And do you have any uh, any qualms about that, or will you play anywhere? Are you one of those oh, guys who just play anywhere? Yeah. yeah. Do, do you busk and stuff too? Uh, I, I did a little bit in the summer. Actually, me and uh, Danny from A Rebel Named Real, okay. we went out busking one day. Cool, and, cool. Uh, it was really fun, actually. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, there's just so many... Uh, it's so different than being in a band because you have the opportunity to just go, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Open Mics is a perfect example of that. You can just show up. Okay, I'm here. Yeah. Let me do some songs. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just do it on a whim, too. Like, you go sure. there, just want to have a drink with your friends, and then you're like, oh, I might as well sing a song or two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that once the... I mean, I'm, you're probably hoping this, but once the, uh, the EP comes out, are you kind of hoping that maybe your shows will be more kind of larger scale than than the open mics? Or are you still happy to do the uh, just oh, yeah, I mean, the, the circuit of open yeah, mics? Right? Yeah, I'm definitely more than happy to do the open mics, uh, but I am hoping to get more quality shows going. Yeah, uh, you know the open mics. They're, they're great. There's nothing wrong with them. No, no. Yeah, yeah no. Sure. They're super fun. You get to hang out with a lot of buddies, but you know it's two songs. Um, yeah. Everyone's there kind of just to drink and have fun. But sure. when people go to a show, they're there to listen to the. They're music there to see that artist, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. definitely want to do some more shows in the future. But I'm happy just playing. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And then the uh, the CD release, I mean that's kind of an example of one of those bigger shows where you're the you're the reason people are showing up, right. right? So do you think that you have built up enough of a following over the time you've been doing this that you can you can get a good good response to that show? Yeah. Yeah. We're actually expecting a pretty good crowd. Nice. Us uh, got a lot of friends inviting their friends, and they're all yeah they're all really excited about the show coming out. Cool. So. So we are, we're expecting a good crowd. That's good. That's yeah. good. And you want to sell some some, uh, some albums too, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, the, yeah. and the best part about it, it's a free show. Right on. So uh, people don't have to pay cover, so they're not paying so There's no reason to, not to go, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they've got that extra money to, to purchase the album. Right. So. And so you're doing physical albums as well? Yeah. Okay. And is that this is another one that kind of comes up almost every time. I, I'm someone who listens pretty much only to physical media. Like okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't use Spotify or any of that yeah, stuff. That's pretty I'm, rare. I'm, too, I'm too old and set in my ways. Yeah. And it's mainly because I just have all these CDs and tapes and records, right. and I don't want to get rid of them because I already have them. So right. it's like I'll just, I'll just put them on. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but yeah, it, it is rare these days. And I mean, especially for younger people. Like, so I'm not sure how old you are, but I, I imagine you're in the demographic that typically uses Spotify. streaming services. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so. I guess what's the reason for you then to release something physically when most of the people in your peer group are probably going to be just streaming it? Oh, it's just a dream. I've yeah. always wanted to see like my name on an album cover and people are purchasing that. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's like it's a really old school dream, but I, it's something that I'm willing to pay for and just yeah. I just do. Whether whether people would prefer to just stream it or not is kind of irrelevant to me. Okay. As long as people are getting my music, I'm. Yeah, you're happy I'm, for them to hear it. Of course. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is that is that your preferred method though? You stream music for your for your own? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. That's, yeah, it's, yeah. So, it's, it's so weird because, like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of stuck in this strange place where even people who are older than me now are streaming everything, and I'm just like this weird <laughs> dinosaur. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's cool. I, I'm always glad to hear of someone, uh, anyone releasing physical stuff because there are the occasional guy like me who's going to go to a show and be like, oh, cool, there's a CD, or oh, cool, right. there's a tape, or a record. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. and I find that show specifically, like, there are a lot of people like that. You know, yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll go see an artist they've never heard of, they dig the music, so then they'll just, you know, they'll buy the record right yeah. there cause it's, so that they don't Because it's there, it yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's very weird to, like, buy a download card. Like, that seems yeah. less, it, it, it is tangible, but it's, like, less tangible than having someone you can actually look at with exactly. the liner notes and all that so exactly yeah, yeah. so it, it, just to kind of piggyback on that question um, in this world of everyone streaming everything do you think that sequencing an album is important like the songs you have on the EP did you record them in a specific order do you want it to be listened to start to finish or are they just kind of song 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 to be heard in whatever yeah like when I recorded it it was just kind of song 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 yeah. uh, I definitely have a plan for how they're going to be uh, structured on the album okay. itself uh, but really it's uh 
it's all kind of random. You know, okay. I, I think all my songs are pretty great, so I'm uh, right. I'm excited for people to just listen to them. And... But is, is it sequenced so there's a flow though? I mean, from song to song, or are you just sort of like, eh, it's okay if it's a single and this is a single and this. Yeah, is... well, yeah. I mean, I have a couple ideas for singles, but my the thing with my music is that no two songs really sound identical. Okay. Like, because like I have such a broad range of influences and stuff sure. like that, my music uh, not every song sounds the same. Okay. So it's kind of hard for me to structure an album based off like uh, you know an easy listening sequence or yeah, anything yeah, like sure, that yeah, it's just yeah. kind of what I think is going to work out best okay no fair enough that's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's always an interesting question though. I just because like there's so many different answers that some people yeah. will only do digital they won't even bother with the CDs or, or yeah, whatever well, it's, it's probably more cost effective to do it I that think way. so yeah but uh, yeah but I, I don't know. I think it's just going to be so badass seeing my myself on a yeah. on a professional. Well, CD. Fair enough. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, so you're getting depressed and everything. You're you're yep. get, yeah. Nice. Okay. With my head held high, I begin to realize. speaks to me is tearing down these lies oh, oh love comes as easy as love can go it takes its toll from head to toe and if you want it you can make it so So that I just don't know why I need to go I've been set up all the time 
Is the EP just because these are the songs you have now and are you hoping to do a full length later or are you just, is EP the format of choice for you? Uh, for now, this is the format of choice. Uh, it's going to be an easy, you know, half an hour of listening. Sure. Uh, anybody has a half an hour a day to listen to some good music. So. You'd hope so, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, I definitely have more originals than what I'm putting onto the record. Okay. But these, these are the ones that I think are my absolute best. The ones that people seem to love when I perform them live. Okay. Uh, so I just want to release those music out into the world and, uh, and get, some, get some attention that way. Okay. Do you think that there's anything that, uh, I guess, what do you think people are picking up on in your music? Like people who come to you and they, they, they buy the album because they, they enjoy it. What element of the songwriting do you think is appealing? Like, what draws people in uh, about what you're doing? Uh, people, people love my voice. Okay. You know, I don't want to sound too cocky. No, no, you have a good voice, voice, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. But people generally seem to be very, very impressed by my singing. Okay. Uh, so that, that tends to draw people in. And my songwriting, you know, again, with the passionate lyrics, the real stories, yeah, the yeah. dark times, uh, people can relate to that stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that really resonates with a lot of people. And then when you sing it passionately and proudly, yeah, uh, that it helps. Just, it <laughs> it helps, helps to sell the message, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where do, uh, we didn't really touch on this before. We were talking about your background uh, as a musician, but where does the singing come from? Where did you get that voice? And no how idea. did you develop? It just is there. It, it's funny because I uh, apparently, according to my mom, I yeah. grew up singing. So like, okay. I would wake up and I would start singing random songs uh, in the morning. Sure. But I never really took it seriously until I was about 19 years old. Okay. And then after that, it was through Sublime, finding Ed Sheeran, James Bay. Right. Uh, you know, all those guys. Uh, it just kind of just kind of happened one day. I have no idea where the soul comes from. Okay. I think it... It's I just always there? Yeah, it's just, it's there. That's cool. So did you... It's just interesting to think that, that you had that in you and you didn't really start using it until, yeah. until now. So... You had that even in the death metal band days. You could have been. Yeah, <laughs> could I could have yeah, been the guttural yeah. vocal guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That blew up my vocal cords. Right, and uh, never sang again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool that you keep mentioning Sublime because for me, Sublime was a band that I was really into in like 96 to 98 kind of time frame. It was like, yeah. and I, I, like I said, I like them as a, as a kind of a springboard to so many different other artists. Right. But it's always interesting to hear a band that one person sort of sees as being stuck in a certain place in time. And then hearing someone years later also appreciating it the same way. Yeah. So I guess what is it about them that, that really kind of drew you in? Uh, you know, I love the rhythms. I think uh, that Eric is one of the best bassists in music history. I yeah. mean, he's just so solid. And with Sublime themselves, I mean, they they cover so many different genres. Like, they always maintain that sort of West Coast reggae yeah, feel yeah. to them. But, you know, they, they cover so many genres. And Bradley is just, he's a soul singer. You know, he's not like... You know, a soul singer. Yeah, yeah, but, but he's he definitely soul got soul in the in him. Sure, sure. And uh, I mean, I just, I've always loved them. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say I love them now, but I, I have listened to them kind of like since the the, the time that I placed them into my right. brain, and I, and I still dig it. But it's yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. 
for some reason they're compartmentalized in like eight years of the time period they existed in. Yeah. Is, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Obviously, they, there's staying power there, right? Absolutely, yeah. Out of curiosity, um, what do you think of the new version with that other guy singing? Actually, it was Rome Ramirez. Yeah. I first found, uh, it was a Rome Ramirez uh, like acoustic video where he was just singing by himself okay. some cover songs. Okay. And that's when I decided, like, I could do that. I can pick up Oh, really? Okay. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. and funny enough, I actually got to see him. I don't know if you're familiar with the band The Dirty Heads. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, back in 2014, I got to see them open. Or, sorry, the Dirty Heads were headlining at some small club. I forget which one it was. But Rome Ramirez was doing his solo project, opening for them, okay. in okay. front of, like, 200 people. And I was front row. We made eye contact a couple times. And, yeah. like, like, that was my idol. Oh, that's your guy, right? That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was okay. a pretty uh, pretty crazy experience. Okay. Well, that's kind of interesting that he's your idol because, like, I think of him as a guy who is kind of almost karaokeing another band like you know what I mean he's, yeah. he's like imitating a style so it's kind of cool that the guy you're idolizing is someone who kind of made his name yeah imitating someone else's vocal sound if you know what I mean like, yeah. yeah well it's funny because growing up like when I was into the metal stuff yeah I was never into sublime like I you know I heard the hits like Santeria yeah, and what course, I got yeah. and stuff like that but I just never really you know it never really spoke to me yeah but then I found Rome Ramirez figured out that he was singing for sublime now okay, okay. went back and listened to those old originals so it's like, the back door of the way exactly, getting, again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I don't do anything the easy way no apparently not <laughs> <laughs> no that's kind of cool so okay the, the EP it's coming out what's the day of the show uh, November 24th Le Garage okay and again the openers are uh, a rebel named Riel and Prairie Grove it's a free show free show yeah so just show up uh, have some drinks have some amazing food and come listen to some crazy good music cool and then the EP, once it's out, uh, I'm obviously buy it at the show, is, should be the, the best way to do it. Yeah. But where is it going to be available after that? Uh, it's going to be available at everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, hopefully. Uh, basically, anywhere you can stream music, you're going to find my music. Okay. And then anywhere physically, are you going to try and put it in any local stores or anything like that? Or? Uh, I'm going to try to. The, the first thing I'm going to do after the show is going to be doing the streaming stuff. Sure. Uh, but once that gets going, I'm definitely going to try to get into some local music stores. Cool. And then I guess buying it at shows is probably the best way to, to, yeah. to get it from you. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have anything planned show-wise after the release, or is this kind of everything building to this point uh, yeah this has been my main focus uh, for the past couple months is just getting ready for this show coming up okay uh, but I'm hoping that this this show opportunity is going to lead to plenty more yeah of course you hope people will show up and be like hey I have a band that sounds like that you want to play with me yeah, exactly yeah. yeah cool cool okay and then if someone's hearing about you for the first time on this podcast whether it's before the release show or after um, what's the best thing for them to do to find out more about maybe upcoming shows you might have or hearing your music things like that yeah for sure uh, check out facebook.com slash Connor Biggs music uh, and you can also see me on Instagram at Connor.Biggs1. Okay. And I've posted plenty of singing videos on both yeah, of those pages. Yeah, I've seen a few pages, of those. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, just check it out, see what you think. And if you enjoy it, come to the show on the 24th. Cool. And if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com. All 230-whatever episodes are there for... Sorry, 320-something episodes <laughs> are there for free download and streaming. You can go back as far as you want if you're crazy. Um, and you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight to UMFM and hear older episodes kind of getting a second wind. So it's, you know, it's November now. This might not air on UMFM till you know, June or something. Yeah. At which point the album's already out though, right? So you can yeah. hear this and just go right out and download it exactly, or, yeah. or go buy it or something. So yeah. it's kind of an extra added boost, I guess, for the person I'm talking to. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah good luck with the EP uh, and, uh, and the show and thanks, thanks, for, thanks for talking to me. Right yeah, thank you for having me. Don't wanna be a dick
always take me to a better place Somewhere sober me can't replace And oh God, what have I done? Don't wanna be addicted Look at the mess I've made Oh my God, oh why did I go this way? Spiraling out of control I'm so far gone, I can't come home Wasting time and losing